0: Welcome to The Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans, I'm so glad to have you joining me today. Got a really special show today. Now in the subscriber portion coming up in just a little bit, I'm talking about a new law that was just passed in California where the California has decided that they know more than all the parents in America. And if you can get to California, they will take custody of your child away from you and help them to uh, to change their gender in this trans uh, lie. That you can change your gender. But the state of California has done that. I'm going to be talking about that, as well as a university that they're calling on, the students are calling on a teacher to be fired because she said there are only two sexes. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to answer some questions uh, from subscribers. But right now, I'm excited to have a very special guest joining me for the past 30 years. John Lindell has served as lead pastor of James River Church, along with his wife, Debbie. James River is a dynamic, life giving, multi site. Church located in the greater Springfield, Missouri area that has grown to over 16,000 people in weekly attendance. And recently, John preached a series of messages on angels and demons and also on living in the last days. I'm honored to have him joining me today to share his perspective on the times we're living in. Pastor, thanks for joining me.
1: Uh, Jimmy, it's great to be with you and thank you for all you're doing for the kingdom. It's so amazing to watch
0: uh, the way the Lord is using you and continuing to to work through you. So it's an honor to be with you. Thank you. You you have done so much for so many people that we know that are, that are just great admirers of what you do. I know a lot of the people on Tipping Point, they, they follow you and your messages and your church. Now, you guys, uh, talk for just a little bit, Pastor, about you guys have got a revival going on in your church right now, don't you?
1: We really do. For the last year and a half, we have uh, experienced, and and you know what's exciting is it's the Lord doing it. Uh, it um, really is a sovereign move of God, where we're seeing people saved at a record number and people getting baptized at a record number, and and just an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Honestly. Um, I, I would say it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say thousands of people in the last 18 months have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the result has been there have been miracles taking place, miracles of healing in every service. I mean, we've had uh, two people that have been healed of ALS. We've had people with cystic fibrosis, obviously cancers, uh, things like that, uh, that have been healed uh, dramatically. So it's it's been every single service. Honestly, we're seeing it happen. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. I'm grateful for what the Lord is doing. And it's built the faith of the people. Uh, I think for me, the exciting thing is the faith of the people has been built so that now they have a confidence to go out in the community to pray for people when they see somebody, uh, they believe God's going to touch them and heal them. And so for me, our heart is we would see a great awakening in Southwest Missouri and the whole country. We desperately need to see a mighty move of God, unlike anything this country has seen, though we've had some great moves of God. Uh, we're due for one of the greatest. I think we're in the last times. I think it fits with end time theology that there would be a great in gathering and that there would be the power of God poured out in a dynamic way on God's people to accomplish that. So I think it's all starting. What we're experiencing is just the very beginning of what I think God is, is going to do, not only here but around the country.
0: I think that's so exciting. It's our only hope, Pastor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if, for sure. if we don't see, you know, revival in the church, but awakening in the community, in the society, and we know how dark things are and how bad things are getting out there, but nothing that God can't change, you know, when believers begin to stand up and and to allow God to do what he wants to do. Let me just, as a pastor, because I know that there are pastors watching this now, and I know that there are a lot of people. We, we have... Uh, subscribers of viewers from all over the world. What is, what's the secret of having a Spirit-empowered church where these things are happening? You're seeing a lot of people saved and baptized, people baptized in the Holy Spirit, healings. What's the secret? You know what, I, I would say
1: this, you know, the, it's, uh, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And uh, so for 24 years, uh, we've had a, a prayer meeting, we've really, made prayer the centerpiece of what we do at the church. And so it's not just the Wednesday night prayer meeting, but it's pastor's prayer days, it's staff uh, prayer meetings every week. On Wednesday, we have about an hour and a half prayer meeting where we're calling on God for these things to happen. And really, uh, that pretty much coincides as we amped up uh, calling on God and seeking God and, and really doing it with an expectation for God to move. It's not just, hey, God, send revival, but it's God, do something powerful. Do something that is going to demonstrate to a world that doesn't know you that you are alive, you are real, you are powerful, and you care about people. And so it was out of that that really we began to see uh, things happen Um, and accelerated that. So uh, to anybody who's watching, if we pray, everything we need is going to be found at the feet of Jesus. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be opened unto you. And, uh, And God delights in doing it. He says, ask uh, that you might receive, and your joy will be made full in John 16. And so he delights in doing it, and uh, he'll do it for anybody. You know, anywhere I've seen pastors who say, I'd like what's happening at James River to happen in my church, I'm just telling him, listen, however you have to do it, you don't have to do it like we do it. Just find a way to call the people to pray and get your
0: leaders to pray and watch what God will do. And they are actually seeing it happen. So just so everybody knows, You guys live in an area where you've got a lot of trouble around you, right? We do.
1: Poverty. you know it's uh, it's it's sad we're in the we're in the Bible Belt, but there's nothing that would indicate it's the Bible Belt because we've got uh, gun violence that's the worst in the state. We've got poverty that's the highest in the state. Domestic abuse it's the highest in the state. We've got drug abuse it's the highest in the state. We have the highest suicide rate. Jimmy, if you can believe this, every five and a half days somebody commits suicide in Springfield. Yeah. Now, I mean that's madness. And it's, you know, so to say we're in the Bible Belt, there's nothing that would indicate that we need a mighty move of yes. God. My heart breaks for the area. And so we're praying that God will sweep through this area and and bring people to him that they might know uh, life and more abundantly.
0: That's right. And I'm, for everybody out there, because I know we have a lot of people comment that they're looking for a church like yours, but you know, they live in an area that they can't find it pray for your pastor pray for the churches in your area exactly and pray that god will just start revival at one of them that would spread spread to other churches exactly we're praying for
1: revival in the bible preaching churches and the churches that don't even believe the bible so uh, <laughs> i mean god can do that he gets a hold of the pastor gets a hold of leadership i mean there can be divine turnarounds god. and so our faith is high for that we just believe god wants to do it and we don't think that that we're uh, the sole Um, purveyor of revival, even in this area. We believe God is going to raise up a a multitude of churches uh, to reach there. I'm asking, Jimmy, I'm asking the Lord for 100,000 people to be saved at James River. I'm asking for over a million people to be saved in Missouri in a mighty move of God. And um, I just, I believe God, it's in the heart of God. And uh, I think there is a momentum, a holy momentum
0: building for that. Absolutely. Let, let me, let's me let talk about the supernatural for just a minute because when you speak, you're not speaking as a talking head preacher who just has all these facts that you're rattling off. You're talking as a, a man of God who believes in the supernatural dimension, that that really is the control realm. The control realm yes. not the physical realm, it's the spiritual realm. But you have had angelic encounters that have kind of marked your ministry, right?
1: Well, there's, you know, I mean, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer and, and, uh, had surgery and then seven months later diagnosed with cancer again and, and, uh, went through, uh, you know, just a season of, uh, I mean, honestly, anybody who's been through that knows it's not unique to me shock. And then, you know, just this, this, I, for me, the first time in my whole life despair, like I'd never known it and, um, just a sense of, man, I just, I just can't believe this. And, um. So then, you know, we have the surgery, and and things didn't go like they had hoped. I, I developed a, a secondary infection, and uh, almost died. Um, with it. I was packed in ice for three days, 105 degree temperature. Uh, I saw my doctor later and I said, did I see you one night in the middle of the night standing? It looked like you were there with some other people. He said, yeah, I was with with some other specialists. We thought you might die. So we were trying to figure out what to do and we were afraid you were going to die. And so it was a, it was really a, um, you know, a a difficult season. I talked the hospital into letting me out early and uh, I was laying in bed that night, had this horrible despair still. My body was just, I mean, a splitting headache, um, just feeling terrible. And you know, Jimmy, there are times when you pray a prayer, it just comes out of your spirit. And even as you're praying it, you're like, wow. Uh, I just said, Lord, uh, I need you to either send an angel to touch me, because I was thinking of Elijah uh and his despair in the cave so i said lord i either need an angel to touch me or i need you to take me home i just want you to take me home instantly what happened was an angel came into the room um came behind me put his hand on my leg and it was a vortex of fire that went from the top of my head the bottom of my feet back up to the top of my head the bottom of my feet instantly the despair was gone Instantly, my head was no longer splitting instantly. My body felt markedly different. And from that moment on, really, there was a change in me when the Lord, when you have an encounter with the Lord, it marks you in a way that I don't think we can always understand when you, when you are in his presence and something profound happens to you. um, I think it gives you a greater hunger in your walk with the Lord, I think it causes you to see him differently and to seek him differently. And so that's really part of what happened a year and a half ago. Out of that, then I began to really seek the Lord. I just purposed during my recovery, I wasn't going to waste my time binge watching, you know, episodes of Lord of the Rings or whatever. I was going to really spend my time, you know, doing uh, being in the Lord's presence, waiting on him, seeking him, And it really prompted me to say, how can I call the staff in the church? What can I do differently? That's going to um, not only cultivate in them a hunger, but I think one of the things that, that the Lord did is he brought us into a unity as a staff relative to the supernatural and to seeing God move, you know, because we can all say we believe in healing. Yeah. But how that works and the way God is going to work that in the lives of people And even the way we're going to pray for that can be as varied as the people sitting in a room. And so I just felt like it was really critical that we reach um, some kind of common understanding where uh, the staff would be able to speak to people and say, even if they and I gave them the license to say, listen, you don't have to see it like I see it. Yeah. You don't have to be where I'm at. But I do need you to understand where I'm at. And be able when asked to explain to people, this is how John sees this. And this is where we're headed. The beautiful thing is, I think over time, it it drew our hearts together. You know, Jimmy, this is something I think that's a leadership axiom for people. People will never share your heart until they pray together. And so when people pray together, the Holy Spirit can create a unity that all of the leadership studies all of the conversations we could have
0: will never do,
1: the Holy Spirit can do as we call
0: on His name. Yeah, we had a man come to our church that I pastored for many years, and he was a, a wealthy guy in the community, Very, his family was old money, they'd been around forever. And when I looked up and saw him in church one Sunday, I, I just, you know, it kind of took my breath away, and I just thought, what in the world is he doing here? Very intellectual, very, you know, uh, stately. And he um, uh, came up to me one day and he said, "Um, I want want you to know why I'm in your church. And I said, why? He said, it's not because of your preaching. And I said, well, gee, thanks. And he said, it's because I feel God here. This is the only place where I feel God. And I said, that's the greatest compliment you could give me. Because when people experience the presence of God, when people pray and when the Holy Spirit comes that is what changes people's hearts. That's what changes Exactly. We had a motorcycle ministry in our church and um, I, they were wearing the leathers, you know, motorcycle mm-hmm. people wear. Well, I didn't know this, but you have to go to the local motorcycle gang to get approval to wear colors. Yes. So wh- where they I said, so this guy was telling, the leader of our motorcycle group was telling me about this. And I said, you went, and so this motorcycle gang, they, they, these guys were killers, but they actually had an office. And so he went to the office and walked into the office and here's all this motorcycle game sitting around and the president uh, is the one you have to get approval from. And he said, my name is Pastor Larry Miles and I run the motorcycle ministry for Trinity Fellowship Church. And we wanna get permission to wear colors. And so he said, they said, well, hang on just a minute. you'll have to go in and see the president. And he walked into the president's office and said, "I'm, I'm pastor and we understand that we need to get your permission to wear these colors. And this guy said, uh, this president, motorcycle. He said, "Sure, that's fine." He said, "Would you pray for my granddaughter?" Wow! He said, wow, there "Of you course." Go. He said, "My granddaughter's sick, and uh, nothing has helped her, and I need you to pray for my granddaughter." Everybody out there has a soft spot, you know, whether it's a family member, whether it's themselves or whatever. And the greatest skeptics in the world are changed when people are healed, when lives are changed. Well, that's for sure. You know, when when you, so you this is what you're seeing every week now in response to your prayers and asking God to move. And so uh, again, I just pray that God will do what he's doing at James River all over America. But but let's talk just a minute about supernatural, about the supernatural, about angels and demons, things like that. So there is an angelic realm, and you experienced it firsthand, that God doing something through an angel in your life. But there's a demonic realm. And a lot of the suicide that you're talking about, that's totally demonic yes absolutely the poverty the violence a lot of those things we're not wrestling against flesh and blood there is a demonic realm out there do we have authority over that what do we do as we're seeing all this evil in the last days
1: well we do have authority i don't think a lot of christians understand their authority but jesus said all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me now therefore go Uh and so we go in his name and his name is the power his name is the authority because at his name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's the lord so i think when christians begin to understand their authority i think as well we are too um carnally minded and I, i i don't want to be unkind in saying that but i think it's too easy for us to fall into the trap of just believing what our eyes see and thinking that this natural world is all there is. There is a supernatural world. Paul reminds us of that in Ephesians chapter six. He said, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The issue is, it's not your boss. There's a spirit that's behind there. It's not your mate, it's not your neighbor, it's not your friends, it's not your schoolmates. Uh, There are supernatural forces of evil that are working in the heavenly realm to try to circumvent the will of God and try to blind people's eyes to the gospel and to the to the message of the kingdom. And so we have to be wise to these things as well. I think we have to be careful what we allow in our life. You know, Jimmy, I mean, you, you know this. I think the thing one of the scriptures that that really gives me such great pause is Paul says, don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't give the devil a foothold. Now, imagine that if something as much as a as a inappropriate emotional response to a situation can give the devil a foothold in our life. How much could other things that we would either say things that we would, we would engage, we would let into our mind because of what we watched, what we read, what we were, who we, what we were listening to. I just think people have to be um, more vigilant and be on alert and really guard their heart. Uh, lest they give the enemy a foothold unknowingly right. and and consequently are deceived or blinded to some of the greater spiritual realities. It's a real burden on my heart. And I, and I just think it's it's completely uh, true that a lot of a lot of believers are not fighting uh, the fight of the faith because they don't realize how it's all around them.
0: Yeah. There, there is a, a, we are the gatekeepers of our homes. We're the gatekeepers of our lives, our eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate, all those things. We're the gatekeeper and we have to understand as much as there is the angelic and the supernatural realm on the good side, there is also the demonic realm. And what the Lord impressed on me, you know, just in the last few days is just holiness. It's a word sometimes that we think, you know, it's kind of religious, it's kind of legalistic or whatever. But holiness just means separating ourselves from those things that are in the world so that we can live for God and also be safe and our children can be safe. Yes. there's so much nonsense out there. I'm gonna talk in the next segment uh, on this law that was passed in California where the the state of California will take uh, legal custody of any child that comes there to have transgender surgery and things like that. It's just so unbelievably evil. But pastor, that's not. Gavin Newsom, it's not the legislature. It is a demonic spirit. It is a principalities and powers that we are battling. When you guys are praying weekly uh, in in your prayer times, how do you pray against those things?
1: You know what, really, I'm gonna spend less time praying against them than I am gonna be praying for. Uh, either people or for the Lord to work in a situation. You know, something that that has really helped me as I've processed what some of our leaders are doing uh, who carry agendas that are overtly wicked, uh, you know, for a lot of them, I mean, there may be just inherently wicked people. I don't deny that's a possibility. But for a lot of these people, they're not aware that they are being directed demonically. Right. They're not aware that there is a demonic agenda and power behind what they're doing that is influencing them, that is moving them in the direction. And so, you know, when when you look at a person in especially a political figure or a person of influence and you begin to see it through that lens, it gives you a compassion for them. Right. Um, because honestly, the darkness, you know, you can look on the surface and it all looks great, but we all know that, that sometimes it's just a facade and so your heart breaks for them that they might know the joy and the peace of being right with with god that they might know the the joy of his presence on their life. And without that, imagine the darkness. If the enemy is able to influence their thinking, their right. words, and their agenda to that degree, what, what in the world is going on in their personal life? My heart breaks for them. So, you know, I think we we lift up holy hands, like yeah. Paul said, yeah. and pray for those in authority. Uh, we pray that God would give them wisdom, that God would, would direct them. Um, but again, I mean, I am probably... I think we have a responsibility to pray for our leaders, but especially just to cry out uh, for our country, uh, because it's going to take a massive move of the Holy Spirit across this land like we have never seen. Um, No, no superpower in the history of the world has ever uh, come back from the brink at this stage in their, um, in their development. And so we are living on borrowed time. I love our country. I'm thankful for our freedoms, but I am deeply concerned that, um, the, the final minutes of our Republic are actually being played out right in front of our eyes.
0: Absolutely. You can't keep doing this is that this is, this is for keeps. I go back to what you said, second Chronicle seven, it, we need to pray, we don't need to watch the news and sit around and talk about it all day and drive. We need to remember, just like you said, there's a supernatural realm and we have the keys of the kingdom. You know, we have the authority of Jesus. And to pray and to change things, and one of the things that I'm reminded of is that as I look at what's happening all over and whatever is, it's demonic. This is Satanic. Yes. And that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Exactly. As long as we pray. Is, and talk for just a minute also about boldness. Um, I know that that's a big issue with the Holy Spirit, with the with the early church, how bold they were. This is something people are being so intimidated in our society about speaking up for, for truth, speaking up for God. And so what would you say about just standing up for your faith in the days we're living in?
1: I think one of the great uh, challenges that the evangelical church faces in America is we have a fear of men. Correct. We're afraid, we're afraid, we're afraid to talk about the Lord. We've been, we have bought into the lie that a person's religious beliefs are best kept private, that it doesn't belong in any kind of public discussion. And so, um, and, and then as well, people are just afraid. They're afraid to actually stand up for righteousness. They're afraid to kindly and in an articulate way say to people, this is right. There's a right that's right when nobody's right. And there's a wrong that's wrong when everybody's wrong. And to do it with the love of Christ and to be willing to say, listen, um, the answer is Jesus. Ultimately, it is Jesus. And the only way we're going to be able to do that, Jesus understood how we're wired. He knows how we're made. And he said, don't go anywhere. Wait until you receive that power, that gift from the father. Uh, You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses. The word they're martyrs. We get our word martyr from that word witness. So in other words, you'd have such power that you would be bold enough to to share the truth, even if it could cost you your life. You'd be willing to lay down your life to do that. And, you know, so the church today is by and large. you know, in terms of I'm talking in, you know, there are some pastors that are afraid, but there are a lot of lay people that are afraid yeah. and are not willing to carry the gospel in the places their pastor is never going to be. That's right. And so, you know, in Acts chapter uh, one and verse eight, Acts chapter four and verse 31, I mean, you see it over and over again the boldness that the Holy Spirit gives to people to be able to share Christ supernaturally. It can take an introvert and make them bold. It can take a shy person and make them bold. Right. Uh, it, it's not gonna turn an introvert into an extrovert, but it's gonna give that introvert a holy boldness within the confines of their personality to speak truth and love in a way that has a grace and power of the Holy Spirit uh, on their life and on their words that will transform the hearts of people who hear it. And so um, I'm just super passionate about uh, Acts 1-8. Um, of course, I'm from a Pentecostal background. And I thank God, you know, Jimmy, I thank God for the prayer language. But, but Acts 1-8 is not about the prayer language. That's right. It's about power. That's right. And if somebody has a prayer language, but won't share Christ with their neighbor, then then they don't have the power Acts 1-8 was talking about. And so I think people have to think about that and really say, God, give me that kind of power, that fresh baptism of your power that will enable me to speak with boldness and with clarity and with love the truth of Christ, and at the same time, be able to have the power that will see miracles happen in the lives of people. You know, it's been interesting. We've been in the book of Acts 22 different times. Luke draws a direct correlation between miracles and salvation. Wow. People see miracles. People get saved. People see miracles. People get saved. And I, I think we've reduced the gospel, unfortunately, to a lot of talk. And Paul says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but it's a matter of power. So it is talk and power. It's what we say and it's what we do. And so I'm just really encouraging our people to consider those things, to pray about those things. And we're actually seeing people do it. They're going into stores and places and praying for people and seeing some powerful things happen.
0: Well, how can people see or listen to your messages and see what's happening there at James River? What's your website?
1: Um, They can go to jamesriver.church. Very simple. We do have a YouTube channel, and that that is really one of the best ways for them to watch. They can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have an app, a James River app, that they can download, and it's got every message, every series. It's got the angel and demons. It's got the living in the end times. It's got all of those, and they can listen to those, as well as what we're currently speaking. It's usually on the app within a couple of days of, of it having been spoken but several ways for them to be a part of it. And honestly, if they want, we have probably around, I would say, uh, 40 to 45,000 people that watch our Wednesday night prayer line or prayer service online. Wow. They can jump in, be a part of that. Um, and and really, we have a lot of people healed online. Wow! So it's, it's really uh, so incredible to hear the testimonies. Jimmy, every single day, I get a list of testimonies from that day of people being healed. Um, and I don't think in a year and a half, I maybe have missed one day. I, I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Uh, there might have been one day in there somewhere, but uh, th- uh, it's multiple testimonies, and I share them. I share them each week, uh, just handpick a few uh, because there are so many. But God is moving, and you know, to people that are listening today, I just want to encourage them. Listen, God loves you so much, and the Lord sees where you're at, and if you as you look to Him and you say, Jesus, use me. Jesus wants to use you. Just ask him to empower your life. And then first opportunity he gives you to pray for somebody. You know, prayer is a game changer. Can I pray with you? Um, You know, you see somebody, you go and pray with them. Watch what God will do through that. It will, it will change their life. And honestly, it'll fill your heart with joy.
0: That is so wonderful. Well, I want to encourage everybody to connect with your ministry. Would you mind praying for all the people watching right now Would that, that, Holy Spirit, power and boldness. Would you mind praying for them?
1: Yes. Heavenly Father, you gave us promises in your word and Jesus, you said, we'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. I pray, oh God, that you would, to everybody listening today, that they would be empowered, that as they say, Jesus, please baptize me in the Holy Spirit, that they would experience that power from on high. Lord, I pray that you would empower them, that Lord, when they come out of that place of requesting you to do that, that Lord, as they begin to meet people, they'd find themselves uh, with a holy boldness, willing to speak up, almost surprised as the words come out of their mouth. I pray that Lord, when they see somebody in need, could be somebody they know, might be somebody they don't know, but Lord, may they have the confidence and the courage to say to that person, Can I pray with you? Let's believe God to touch you and heal you. And Lord, I pray that, Father, amazing miracles would happen. I pray people would get out of wheelchairs. I pray blind eyes would be open. I pray, Lord, people with debilitating disease, Lord, would be healed instantly in the name of Jesus. I pray broken bones would be mended. I pray cancers would be stopped. I ask, God, that you would you would simply validate your word yeah. and your truth with signs and wonders, and Lord, that it would spark a revival yes. in the areas where this is done, that Lord, people would see Jesus. Yeah. Father, give us a holy boldness. Give us a, a heart for you, a fiery love for you. Yeah. And Lord, may, may our desire for you and the things of God, may it intensify. I pray, Lord, for everybody listening, that we would love you more today than we've ever loved you before, and we'd love you even more tomorrow, and every day after, Lord, may we grow deep in you. Father, I thank you for it. I ask it in Jesus'
0: name, amen. Amen. Pastor, thank you so much for being with oh, us. Oh, Jimmy,
1: thank you. It's been so great to talk to you. I want the you Lord to come bless back you. and
0: be with me again, because this has just been a shot in the arm. Here and listen well, you talk about you know what's going on at James River and what's going on in your life and everything I think everybody's encouraged to hear that there's a place in the United States that's experiencing what you're experiencing right now and the healings and all that and the people getting saved that's phenomenal Hey and you know it's not about the place
1: I appreciate what you've said but God wants to do this in my heart Jimmy, I'm convinced he wants to do this across the country right. in 10,000 places Absolutely. and he will.
0: Absolutely. God bless you, Pastor. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you guys for joining me. Now, we're going to go to the subscriber-only portion of the program. I'm talking about some things that are in the news and also answering questions from some of our subscribers. And so if you're not a subscriber, it's endtimes.com, $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you be a subscriber so you get the whole Tipping Point show and also everything else that comes out all week long, all the articles and videos, from Greg Laurie, from Dr. Mark Hitchcock, myself, and all of our contributors. We want you to be a part of endtimes.com for $7 a month, $77 a year. If you are a subscriber, uh, stay tuned. You cannot watch the entire Tipping Point of podcast here on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, you have to watch it on endtimes.com or respond to the email that we sent you there. So stay tuned.